Hello, everybody. It's your old friends at Monday Madness, and welcome to another episode of the Davos Liquid Football Podcast. Woo! Joined by my colleagues uh, from their respective boroughs once again. And uh, boy, the interlobe was fun, wasn't it? Man, I, I love international football, don't you guys? If, if by fun you mean death to all football, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, I that's exactly what I mean. I as well because. Usually over interlulls, I'm kind of satisfied by the fact that I've got uh, like ice hockey and NFL to watch. Mm. But um, the ice hockey season's over. It ended like a good couple of months ago. And fucking uh, every NFL team have what's known as a bye week because they have 17 games, but it's an 18 week long season. Mm hmm. So every team gets a one week off, a bye week. And guess when the Seahawks bye week is? <laughs> it's right fucking here. So I'm like, you motherfuckers. <laughs> That's great. I, I did have WSL this weekend, which that, you know, that has been keeping me sane. Yes. Um, That's something at least, yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah Kate good. McCabe knocking up the assists. And mm-hmm. hopefully she brings that form forward to the women's interlull, which is coming up next week. Uh, hope, and that is, that is an interlull that will actually be enjoyable because teams are playing to win things and not just something that, you know, a competition that's been made up for, you know, just filling in people's calendars. Mm. And um, Which no one understands. To be, yeah, to be and fair, the it, Nations League does have a purpose, just no one knows what it is. <laughs> and our the Irish women's team actually have a competent strike force. Uh, that also the, helps a lot, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, because we had an unspoken rule uh, going into this podcast that we were going to vote, to vote a certain uh, as number of minutes as uh, the goals that Ireland scored over the international break. So let's move on <laughs> then to our transfer rundown of the Premier League clubs. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, well, let's not let's not talk about Ireland at the moment. It's a Pretty work in progress. Is is the best? Is the most de- de- diplomatic I can be at the minute. Um, and I already gave out about Gareth Southgate two weeks ago, so I can't go there again. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's a tactical mastermind, lads. Playing three right backs in one game, like I mean, maybe one manager who's done that before. You can't, can you? You know, he's a genius. Marks and Spencer's lads. So, uh, <laughs> so we tried to do this last week, uh, but obviously we were a shorter time. So we're going to do it this week, which is our transfer window rundown. And because um, one of us is very experienced at giving out grades, we're going to judge our um, clubs on their transfer business in and out. So uh, business. Minus indeed. So uh, I will rattle through all the, uh, the the dealings that have been done, and I'll get you two guys and indeed myself to uh, give grades out. So starting Yay! off, stuff. Start <laughs> again. You're the only one to cheer for grades. It really says a lot. Um, <laughs> so uh, starting Once off, they're not calculated grades. I'm happy. Out. Yes, exactly, yeah. exactly. That is the nerdiest reference we'll ever have on this podcast. Um, <laughs> our algorithm broke down before this. We wouldn't have to fucking do it. <laughs> yeah. I thought we, this is in jeopardy because the Excel spreadsheet could only go so far and then we just lost like exactly, 20,000 yeah. transfers. I'd never you know. updated my Windows copy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, so we'll start off alphabetically and that would be in Arsenal, obviously. So um, we'll, Yay, start off with the, in, <laughs> we'll start off with the incomings. Uh, the biggest one of the summer would have been Thomas Partey. He's left it late, but you got him for his uh, release clause of 50 million from Atletico Madrid. Uh, some of the more prominent names then was Gabriel Magales from Lille for about half that. Uh, then you made two uh, loans permanent, which is Pablo Marie from Flamengo and Cedric from Southampton. Uh, pretty big uh, free deal as well from Chelsea, that being Willian. 
uh, you've also extended uh, Danny Ceballos' loan for another year. And then lastly, you signed a new second goalkeeper in runner Alex Wunerson from Dijon for two million. In terms of your going out, the biggest one was uh, Emilio Emiliano Martinez, who's went to, gone to Villa for seventeen million. Uh, Matteo Guendouzi, who uh, conveniently got the plague this year, this week, uh, he's on loan at Hertha Berlin. Uh, you got a few quid for him. Uh, Konstantinos Mavropanos gone from VfB Stuttgart on loan. Henrik Mkhitaryan uh, staying at Roma for free. Uh, Lucas Torreira going to Atletico on loan, and then your own goalkeeper Dijan Ilyev going to Shrewsbury on loan. So. Uh, what do you think of your transfer business, guys? Because, again, it's been another like relatively decent window for you guys, but there's still maybe just one or two things that are just kind of missing from the team at the minute. That's, that was my assessment. Do you want to jump on this, Neil, or do you want me to take lead? No, you can kick it off if you want to. Go for it. Uh, so uh, I think bringing in Gabrielle is... On paper, you're getting a really good player, I think, and for the price that we we're getting them, would be quite good. And I'd be really super fucking excited about that deal if we didn't have like six centre backs for him seven. to compete. Seven mm. to compete we with. We've eight. We've eight on the books. Yeah, eight. Sorry, fucking yeah. Um, <laughs> and we didn't like other than Mavropanos, We didn't get to move any of them. No. And like, you did try, got, in fairness. You did try. Have to but... leave one of them, we're going to have to leave one of them out of the team altogether. I reckon Socrates is probably because we have to, we've hit our homegrown quota mm. limit. As far as I know, yeah. it is Socrates that's out of the Europa League. Europa League. League. Yeah, but that's yeah. because the Premier League teams don't have to be formalized. I think it's Tuesday, Tuesday, um, Tuesday lunchtime. I think is the, yeah, the, um, the deadline for that and I reckon that the same two players that didn't make the Europa League cut aren't going to make the fucking Premier League mm. cut makes and sense yeah so that'll be Socrates and Ozil hmm. so yeah um, yeah like uh, I think Gabriel is like a super signing like I think we've seen glimpses of what he's able to do uh, in the matches already but like just looking at that fucking list of dead weight that we have as a centre back <laughs> list is um, it's, I actually don't mind Socrates. I would have, I actually have him further up the list than a lot of people would have him. Um, I at the minute we're playing holding quite a lot, and I'm I'm enjoying that. I'm liking that. I've mentioned before that like he obviously was being written off because of his recovery from his ACL. Mm-hmm. I actually think he's quite good. Like my my top four, if I was to keep four of what we have, would be holding Gabriel, um, Socrates. I know, controversial. Mm. And Marie, uh, Marie has been injured uh, almost yeah. immediately after signing for us. So, you know, you know he's a typical Arsenal player. You know yeah. he's made for the club that way. <laughs> um, and the other thing then, like, we, we brought in Thomas Party, which had been rumoured throughout the, the summer. Um, and I'm not one of these people who are like, we need a midfielder. Like, I definitely, definitely think we need a midfielder. And I don't, and I think he was a good option. But... Uh, I would have thought our main objective would have been to lighten the load of the wage books um, get rid of some of that dead weight, getting rid of um, some names off the books that just are not going to get their game time. Like I would have loved to, for us to, even if we got rid of Ozil for like 10 million quid back mm. to, you know, Schalke or, you know, something like that. Who's going to, it's the wages. I think that's the main sticking yeah. point with everything. Like we were set to offload Kalasanach as well, but 
like he's on like 120 grand a week because we got him for free. Yeah. You know, which at the time, given that he was in the Bundesliga team of the season when we signed him, uh, seemed like a fucking unbelievable uh, deal for Arsenal. Um, it just turned out he's, he's quite the limited left back. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so. But no, I, I think um, our main objective should have been lightening the wage books. I think the deal that we did for Martinez, as much as I do like Emmy, um, uh, you know, it was a great deal to get that much money for him. I don't think we would have gotten that much money had he not played the end of the last season for us. Mm-hmm. Um but like I think overall, I think we could give ourselves a C. If I was to give us a grade, I would give us a C because we got some loan deals through the door, like Terreira. Um, again, I like Terreira, but mm. um, Cedric doesn't make any sense to me uh, unless we were selling Ainsley Maitland-Niles. Um, but we didn't do that. Um, so yeah, we've kept more players that I thought we would get rid of. Um, so yeah, I'm going to give us a C. I don't think I think we could have done well, could have mm. done better. We we could have done a lot worse. It's funny because I was um, I was kind of thinking this as well. I think on the incomings you've done very very well with the town. The Partey deal is again. It's one of those. It was one of those things where like it's a box now you're ticking that you haven't in a long time. Like I've said, we've said this countless times that like you've you've never really found a Vieira replacement, and I don't think ultimately would really would do. But Partey is fairly close to it. You know, he's a very he's a he's a good scrappy player that can take the ball forward and maraud up the pitch. That's kind of what you need a physical presence in that in that midfield. And um, Willian was a great was a, was a solid move for you guys. I like the way you're playing him centrally. It's something different I haven't seen from Willian for a long time. Uh, whether he stays in the team, I think, is a, is, is a matter of, of him, really, in essence. But he started off well, and that's, and that's all you can really ask him for. Um, and the Gabriel move is a bit redundant, in my opinion. Like, you've got enough centre-backs. If you're going to bring them more, more in, sell some first. Or, you know, like, Mustafi doesn't need to be there. Socrates doesn't need to be there. Um, you know, sell some on before you start signing someone else. You know, that's that was my point of view. If if it meant so much to you, you didn't have to keep Marie. You know what I mean? So that's what I thought of it. Ultimately, for the party deal and for the Willian deal, I was going to give you a B minus because I think the party one was huge. Like that one, that one's going to be big. The, the two things you didn't really miss nail on was perhaps getting that number ten position that I still think you're you're going to be suffering from for a long time until you do off shift off Ozil. Um, and ultimately, yeah, just a bit of the, the, the not selling enough players for me means that you've got a B minus. But the part idea was was solid. Like you, you, you're going to feel the benefit of that like overnight with him in the midfield. Um, I'd, I'd agree with the B, but I think that's what that's what I'd give us. But um, my main issue is that I think we we should have probably maybe gotten a bit more in the department of creativity mm-hmm. as opposed to anything else, like. I'm not bashing Arsenal too much. Actually, I'm not bashing, bashing Arsenal really at all for the lack of outgoings because you're like this is a depressed market. Like nobody's yeah. going to be forking out for the wages that we're paying our players. Like in a normal market, we'd have gotten rid of a, not everybody that we'd have liked to have gotten rid of, but um, we'd have gotten rid of some of them. Um, hmm. So I think I like I, I give it a B, maybe a B plus because Party was brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, if we'd gotten if we'd gotten party an hour, I'd be dancing on the fucking table. So. Oh yeah, yeah. But um, the club's just financially is just not going to work. Wasn't going to happen. Gabriel, I think, looks brilliant. I'm mm. really fucking delighted about him. He's fucking. He stormed into the Premier League, and he's just fucking. 
you know, he's really, that's what we need. A big brick shit house at the back who will just fuck people up. Love yeah. it. And he's, he's got a wand of a foot, left foot as well. So, like, no, I, I'm not, I'm not too fussed about the lack of outgoings because the majority of the, all of them, like most of them, they're up at the end of the season. Mm. Like, this is their last season. Like, if all of them were on two, three year long contracts, I'd kind of be worried. But they're all going to be gone at the end of the season. And so you're just never gonna, we're just never gonna shift players with those types of wages in a, yeah. such a depressed market. Mm-hmm. So I think the only thing, like, if you can't focus on outgoings, you have to focus on making sure that your incomings are as good as they can be and um i think yeah we've we've gone for the spine of the team yes so yes very much so we've got like we backed leno who's a fantastic keeper we've got gabriel Magales in front of him brilliant center back I, I think he's going to work wonders i think he's going to be really fucking good in front of him you've got party and party will allow us to switch to a back four mm-hmm. add an extra bit of midfield and he's a transition player like he's yes. definitely going to be one like kind of playing through the through the the fucking area i'm so tired fucking <laughs> box the box areas of the pitch what is the thing box like, the box like, box the bo- there's a thing there's a oh there's you a need more glue there. yeah get, get some glue with you glue up there you go there you go yeah, um, drink up and drink then, medicine. the shift to the back four with party that will mm. enable us to move. And I think you're going to... Play through the lines. Play hey, through the... Ah. Thank you, Hop House. We're not sponsored. <laughs> Give us free stuff. Yes, um, please. I think what you're going to see now is you're going to see Aubameyang play centrally. I hope so. so. That, oh, I, 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 we saw a little smart. bit in the last match um, about that. And yeah, no, I think um, I think a lot of people will be excited to see that because playing on the left, he's obviously doing fantastic work as he's as he's doing that but mm. I think you know his goal tally can definitely like increase. but also and also him on the left can only get that, better yeah but him on the left also means that Saka can't go higher up so I think that'll we, we can either deploy William yeah. there we'll either deploy William in the 10 or roaming in from one of the flanks mm. and we'll push Saka up that end and I think it's no it's, it's we've reinforced the spine of the team it's brilliant and after this season I reckon you'll see Arsenal go all in on a brilliant creative player. Yeah, because I think like that now that you, as 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 you said, they're quite well. You've now established like who you have as your as your structure. So now your only kind of target next season, if you will, is going to be that number ten, and you can just choose that one person. Much like we did, much like we did in the way with Thiago this year, where we've already established like who we want, like as our how we establish as our spine. So that now that you've got that settled and with the age bracket, you don't have to worry about those players for maybe like seven years, perhaps, mm. with those players, unless they start deteriorating, which is entirely possible. Um, so now you can start being a bit more extravagant. You'd be a bit more indulgent with yourself, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, who knows? You oh, can yeah. probably so get that, our next year. That's the reason year. why it's not an A. It's not an A because I thought we'd get a bit more of the midfield creativity. Yeah. Whereas Party offers a lot more of solidity. Now, I don't, he's obviously not going to be played as rigidly, rigidly as he was at Atletico, mm-hmm. um, where Simeone boxes his players into boxes and goes, <laughs> you know, if you walk out here, you know, you will be shot. <laughs> yes. Um, but... That's uh, that's that's the reason why we're not. I'm not talking us a grade because we've because of a lack of outgoings. Because mm-hmm. I think we did all we can there in this exceptional market. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and even then, like solidity over creativity is not a bad thing this season. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. that's the thing. So. Like, 
Precisely. So yeah, we'll, we'll give that a B minus uh, overall then. Okay. So moving on then to Aston Villa, who have been very busy in the market. Uh, they brought in Ollie Watkins from Brentford for about 31 million altogether. Uh, they got with now in uh, Burton Traore from Leon for 18 million. Tidy signing that, by the way. Emiliano Martinez then, uh, as you mentioned, from Arsenal for 17 million. Uh, right back Maddie Cash for Nottingham Forest about 16 million. Big money there. And then a uh, very tidy fucking loan signing as well. Ross Barkley from Chelsea. Um, they got rid of a lot of dead weight as well in the team. A lot of free deals as well. So Scott Hogan, Ireland's Scott Hogan, gone to Birmingham City for no money. James Bree is gone. Matthew Sarkis is like 3 gone. million for him. I think so. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. too much. He's brutal. Um, so James Bree's gone to Luton. Uh, Matthias Sarkic, who's a backup goalkeeper, he's gone to Wolves. Uh, Jota, not that Jota, has gone to Alaves for free. James Chester's gone to Stoke for free. Borja Baston to Leganes for free. Russian Hepburn Murphy, one of the young players, has gone to Cyprus to play for Paphos. Fair play. Um, and Ibrana Samata, who they bought off Genk last year, is gone. He's gone to Fenerbahce on loan. And then they released one of the youngsters, Andre Green, and their backup keeper from last year, uh, Orian Neuland. He's gone as well. Um, so, yeah, busy enough from Aston Villa, but uh, from my point of view, and I'm not saying this because they just beat a 7-2, they've done a fucking smashing job of improving their team. They've literally yeah. done the two things they needed to do, which is to clear off the dead weight from the championship team and buy in quality. They bought in Watkins, Barkley, who in this team looks really good, uh, Bertrand Traore I really really rate I think he was done dirty by Chelsea years ago Should not, did not deserve to be let go of the fucking Vitas Arnhem of all teams no offence Vitas but you're you're, 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 you're bottom in this relationship go outside of Chelsea he's going to go into their kind of drip oh yeah of- but I'm just saying like in that relationship like Vitas is bottom you know so like that's that's the way it's going um, so I think they've done great there Matty Cash is a very good young international uh, hopefully future international because I think he's a good he's a good fullback in him himself uh, yeah, and Martinez is the ideal number one for their team. So I'm going to give them A+. Plus. I'm going to full marks. I think they've done exactly Ooh. what they need to do this year. I, I'd say so. I mean, they've built on the solid defence that they had. Mm. Added a lot of excellent attackers and cleared out the Deadwood. I mean, it's fantastic. And they managed to keep Grealish. They got, he signed an yes. extension, didn't he? Three did, he yeah. He crucially, an extension yeah. as well. So that's, that's just brilliant. Um, if they I... Can, I... I'd say B plus for myself, um, just because Ollie Watkins has had a great start and obviously demolished Liverpool. Um, mm. But he, you, we don't know if that's going to stay for, you know, that's going to be the form he's going to keep. So yeah, exactly, he's yeah. still a little bit unproven for me. So yeah. I'm going to say B plus. That's, nope, that's the same fair. thing I, I was going to weigh in. I was like, if they, it's all dependent on the fact that all these players can maintain the high standards that they've. Mm-hmm been performing at to get into Villa and I think out of all of them the only person I really see constant, consistently maintaining those heights is Martinez yeah and that's good like it, oh, it, yeah, the fact great. that it's a, if the goalkeeper's most consistent player on the team that's just that's still going to be a thumbs up for them because like okay maybe their striker is is, is suffering bring on, bring on bring on Wesley if Grealish is on fire and you've got Barkley there they've got a plan B for everybody almost up the pitch now which is great they didn't have that last season and they're struggling for goals. So, yeah, I think they're going to be fine. So, we're going to give them an A altogether then, in that case. Yep. Moving on then to Brighton. Um, relatively quiet uh, campaign for them. Their, I suppose their biggest signing would have been the free deal for Adam Lallana from Liverpool. Uh, but they've also done a few like um, deals under the radar. Uh, centre-back Joel Veltman came in for about a million from Ajax. That's a fucking bargain. Um, and they've also... Bar- Brighton are a weird team transfer-wise. They do a lot of these like um, like third-party ownership deals. So they signed uh, two players from Polish teams, uh, Jakob Moder and Michel Karbonik, and loaned right back to their teams. Spent about 16 million on the two of them. 
they've also signed a guy called Andy Zakiri. No, not that Shakiri. Uh, for about four million, same deal. He's loaned out, uh, and uh, a young centre back called Jean Paul Van Heck. He's gone on loan as well. Uh, in terms of major departures uh, from the actual like first team, Anthony Knockart um, permanently moved to Fulham for about twelve million. Uh, Aaron Moy, who was uh, he was a pretty decent yeah. for them last season, he's gone to Shanghai for four point five million. Yeah, Duffy. Yeah, he's gone to Celtic for a, a two point two million loan deal. Uh, these are all in euros, by the way. Um, sorry if I say pounds, uh, force of habit there. Uh, Dale Stevens uh, is gone to Burnley for a million. David Button's gone to West Brom. He was their backup uh, keeper, so he's gone to them for a million. Martin Montoya, who was their fullback last season, has gone to Batiste for free. Uh, Glenn Murray, tax dodger Glenn Murray, has gone to Watford on loan. Um, and then a few of the youngsters have gone out on loan as well. Uh, Matt Clark is back at Derby. Leo Ostergaard's at Coventry again. Uh, Percy Tau can't get a work permit, so he's at Anderlecht again. Uh, and uh, that's those players I mentioned earlier on I've been alone the two team players let go of was Ezekiel Shalotto who was one of Chris Hutton's babes and uh, Berm Kayal who was also one of Chris Hutton's babes so again a bit of an overhaul like in the bottom half of the team but ultimately like they just they're kind of like getting players for the future almost so I was going to give them a C they had like the Lana deal is, is very good for, for everyone there um, but ultimately they didn't Perhaps a different. I know a striker to partner Maupay was all they needed. That was I'd, my I'd, go with C, I'd go with a C minus. It's a little too forward thinking in that they've gotten almost nothing in now. Mm. Um, I suppose they were more concerned. They got White to sign a new contract, which is probably that was a big the best one. bit of business. Yeah, yeah. And that's pretty much it. You know, um, Lalana again, as we said before, it's all dependent on whether or not you can maintain any kind of injury free form mm. or maintain like his standards. Because if he if he doesn't if he can't keep that up or if he gets you know he goes and he wrecks his ankle again or some shit like that, then you know what then this whole fucking window is a complete bust until it all comes to fruition. Maybe I'm like what they're hoping on is they're hoping that those players that they've loaned out all strike gold and they can sell them off for huge amounts of cash. No, yeah, it's I don't think they're yeah. looking to really play any of them. No, I agree with you. It's pure money ball, but that's how they're making their money, really. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of teams do that way. Uh Burpa, how about yourself? What do you what are your thoughts on uh, Brighton? Um, I I really liked Moy because he was great for my fantasy football team. So mm. uh, based on the fact that they got rid of him, D minus. <laughs> I love it. Fantasy I love football it. D minus. Yes, it. I love it. I love it. So we'll give them a C minus altogether then. Uh, in that right, case. So yeah. moving on then to by far the busiest team in the transfer window. Actually, can I just jump in there and just say um, uh, Brighton on their women's side got Denise O'Sullivan, so <laughs> therefore they get an A plus. I think that balances um, out, surely. Like, I mean, come on. Like, they, yeah. They're one of the quality teams. Like, you know, if they do bad on the men's <laughs> side, the women's side balances out, surely. You know, yeah. just throwing it out there, you know. Right, you know, anyway, why, sorry. I'll, why I'll, why I'll, isn't there a men's World Cup is what I'm trying to say, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Burnley, by far the busiest, in quote, giant quotation marks, in the transfer window. They've signed a grand total of two players into the team for a grand total of two million euros. Dale Stevens from Brighton and Will Norris uh, from Wolves as their backup keeper. They also signed a youngster called Anthony Gomez Mancini from Angers, but he won't feature in the first team. He's a youngster. Um, going out then, uh, some pretty. Uh, Jeff Hendrick is a big loss, I suppose. Um, Joe Hart going to Spurs for free. Aaron Lennon, remember him, lads? He's playing no. for Kayserispor now in Turkey. Oh, uh, Turkey released him back into the wild, didn't they? Yeah, and he found himself in Turkey somehow. 
Um, they've also let go of one of the centre backs, Ben Gibson, to Norwich on loan. Uh, one of the youngsters, Aidan O'Neill, has gone to Melbourne City because he's Australian. Uh, and they let go of one of their goalkeepers, Adam Legdens, uh, as well. Uh, I don't have much thoughts on this one, lads. I was going to give them a D minus because they bought nobody, but given circumstances, I don't think that's a. That, I, I can't really no, judge I them think on it's that. A pure F for me, baby. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think this. You know, it's not really when you look at their transfer window, it's not really much of a surprise they've had a completely winless start to the season. No, no, that's fair, it's very, very fair. Um, how about yourself, Burke? But I know you're very, you're very much an expert yeah. on Burnley. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say an E because they did what they could because they have nothing. Yeah, okay. Um, I suppose, I, yeah, I suppose the way they're to, to an E, like I said, they just, they just don't have any money to spend, so like. What else can you say, really? Like, 10, 10 times zero is still zero, you know? Can can we just give a, a grade for Chelsea? Because if you want to list all their ins and outs, we're going to be here all year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Their, that's tra- a... their transfer window, like, their transfer business came in, like, leather-bound volumes. Jesus Christ, know? yeah. You're, you're not joking. Like, I had to... I rattled out the loan firm here. I don't I don't understand how it's still happening. Um, But here we are, like... like... Page one of two. <laughs> exactly, so. yeah. I, I suppose the highlights would be Havertz for Leverkusen, Werner, Chilwell, Zayek, Mendy, Sar, Silva. We've we, we've we've talked about these players already, and um, for stupid money, about a quarter of a million pounds altogether. And um, but they did with, make some of that money back from the Morata deal becoming permanent. Uh, Mario Pasalic, who was at Atalanta, his move was permanent as well. So he got about seventy million altogether from that, and then you've got a few other ones from loan deals. Uh, I suppose any kind of deals that kind of fell on the radar, Batshuayi to Crystal Palace, uh, Ross Barkley, you mentioned, uh, Zappa Costa, who was one of Conte's babes. I'm going to actually give, I'm going to give this one a C. C minus. Yeah, same. Same. They've just, like, he received huge backing, like Lampard got a huge amount of cash to fucking splash. Mm. He splashed it all, replacing players that (laughs) <laughs> we're good in this team already. Like we were saying this. We've been saying this in previous podcasts. Like the only reason they won the last match is because he discarded all of his new boys and went back to the players that he was playing before. Mm. Um, I think most. I think it's a bloated. It's a fucking really bloated out squad. Very top heavy. And, and mm-hmm. if, like if people are giving Arsenal stick about not being able to shift their dead weight, at least most of our dead weight is going to be gone in a year. They weren't able to get rid of Rudiger. They weren't able to get rid of Alonso. They weren't re- able to get rid of Palmieri, Palmieri, Pal- whatever. Emerson, Palmieri. yeah, yeah. Emerson, <laughs> yeah. Steve. Um, <laughs> yeah. Exactly, Steve. So um, you know, like, uh, yeah. So they weren't able to shift a lot of their dead weight either. And I don't think they're going to get a, too much cash for it either. So. No. I actually just checked my notes there. I, I have noted down 19 players that they've sent out on loan this season. Yeah. And that was an abridged list. I, I could have included more players uh, in that. You know, it's ludicrous. Ludicrous. But um, the, can I just say their women's team are following the exact same policy of buying everyone. Mm. <laughs> um, I don't get it. Like, like, I'm being extremely top. Actually, no, they're, they're extremely top heavy, but they actually haven't very very good solid defense as well so mm. uh, they can afford to be top heavy yeah um, the two the two uh under the radar loans i'll mention is victor moses remember him he's in moscow now playing for spartak um, the two really funny ones i have to mention is marco van ginkel who's going to ps4 for the fourth year in a row still a loan signing really said a lot about him really 
And Lucas Piazon, who I think has gone to Serie A, I can't remember which team, but basically he's actually gone on record to say, I am so miserable playing for Chelsea because he just keeps getting loaned out and they won't sell him. He play for Chelsea. He does play for Chelsea, Lucas Piazza. No, he doesn't play for them. He's I know, he doesn't play. Sorry, he's on, <laughs> he's on the books of Chelsea. Apologies, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, in a sense, he, is, he was once pictured he's, in a Chelsea jersey. He's, he's as fed up playing for Chelsea as I am. <laughs> <laughs> you see more minutes for him in fairness like you know that testimonial was great man you see how fucking terrible uh, Arzabalaga has been recently yeah yeah I reckon I could fucking I just, could definitely see a minute just, just keep the phone near you man that's all I'm saying just keep the phone near you okay <laughs> um, what about yourself Burke well we have seen minus here at the moment would you be inclined to go the same way yeah yeah, yeah I'm right. the same way like I think they got like some good players but Jesus Christ the amount of players that they have as dead weight is yeah. dragging them down literally Absolutely. Isn't uh, it like their income to wage ratio or something like fucking seventy five percent or something like that? Mental. Yeah, a lot of a lot of clubs in the Premier like that, unfortunately. Um, funny to mention actually, Crystal Palace is not is fairly high on the wage bracket themselves, but they have brought players in. Uh, their main signing, if you like, has been uh, Eberishi Ize from uh, QPR for eighteen million. Really like him. I think he's a solid player. And um, they got reimbursement at right back. They got Nathan Ferguson from West Brom for free. Great signing for them. Uh, and Nathaniel Klein is uh, playing down there as well. He's been training with the squad for the last while and they've signed him until January, which is great for him. Very happy to see him back. Uh, and just confirmed, actually, uh, they've signed Jack Butland from Stoke for half, for half a million pounds. Oh, Too my much. God. Half a million. Bear in mind, Butland's like, price like before they got relegated was 15 million. That's that's yeah, that's a discount. That's a serious step down. Indeed, yeah. indeed. Did they flog someone off to a disgustingly sugary energy drink, Leipzig. I was just about to get to that because Palace are one of the few teams that made a profit this season in the in the transfer window. So the loan signing of Michi Batshuayi was there as well. We mentioned that earlier, but the big outsell was Alexander Sorloth, who was brutal for Palace when he was there, but he caught fire in Turkey for Trabzonspor and Leipzig signed him for twenty million pounds. Um, 20 million euros, beg your pardon. So yeah, the Palace have actually made a profit on this uh, on this transfer window. Uh, they've also signed some of their uh, dead weight, they let go of some of their dead weight like Yaroslav Yak to a Dutch team and Ryan Innes to Charlton for stupid money as well. Uh, that was basically it. A fairly quiet window, but a good window from them. So I was going to give them a C plus. Yeah, I'd go with the C plus. It's kind of like um, you know, keeping their heads just a bit above water. They really did, they really did need to improve. Mm. They would have had to sell, and just all the interest in such a depressed market, just all the inter- interest that would have had been in a normal market didn't materialize. Like, yeah, nobody's plumping up seventy million for Zaha. Um, so <sighs> they're pretty much fucked when it comes to you know splashing the Trying cash. Trying to sell him, yeah. Get yeah, like ideally, they don't, like, they don't have Manchester United buying completely overrated right backs for forty-five fucking million or some whatever crazy amount of cash they got Basaka for. Mm, exactly, and like I said, it's 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 convenient for that way. As you said, the the circumstances suited them a lot more because now they can they have a reason to keep Zaha and perhaps Townsend and the like. It's like oh no, there's just no there's no one here. Like we'll just have to close the windows and shut the locks and lock the doors, make sure he doesn't get out. And yeah, great. We'll send the Premier League another year. Good, good, good. And um, how about yourself, Bart? We're we going for uh, C plus for Palace so far. Uh, you that way inclined or? Well, we'll never know what Burkbot thinks. Yeah, um, she's, you've lost her. She's frozen. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yeah, she's here. She's here. <laughs> oh, we, we think. No. Yay, she's alive. Oh, my phone fell asleep before me. God damn it. 
Knows you too well. Right. Fucking technology. Uh, you asked me about Palace, wasn't it? Yes, Palace, yes. Yeah. Oh, they have to be a B plus for making a profit. Mm. Okay, okay. Well, that balance, yeah, that balance to a B minus. So, yeah, good, good show, Palace. Well done. Uh, moving on then to Everton. Uh, big, big window for them. Uh, their biggest, uh, actually, uh, I suppose, deal has been James Rodriguez from Real Madrid, uh, primarily because they got him for free, which is mental. Uh, still trying to process it. Um, they, as opposed to the, the deals that they had to pay money for, Ben Godfrey for 27.5 million euro from Norwich, big, that's massive money. Uh, Alan de, de Souza from Napoli for 25 million. Uh, Abdelay de Corey for from Watford for about the same price. Uh, they've also signed Robin Olsen from Roma on loan, uh, backup goalkeeper, and they signed a youngster called Niels Nkuku from Marseille for a uh, nominal fee as well. Biggest going out would be Morgan Schneiderlin, who's gone to Nice. Uh, Kieran Dell's gone to Norwich. Uh, Martin Stecklenburg, who was AFC Ajax. Luke Garbert, who Angela Lodi has never heard of before, is now a Blackpool. Um, Sandra Ramirez, who's a big lump of shite, he's gone to Huesca in La Liga. And then some loaning, uh, loan departures as well. Moisey Ken's gone to PSG on loan and Theo Walcott to Southampton, which we'll talk about later on. And then mm-hmm. released then was Umar Niasse, who was terrible, and Kuko Martinez, who was terrible. And then Leighton Baines, who's retired and is now part of the uh, academy coaching staff there. Uh, I have to show respect to, uh, to Everton here. Like we, we mentioned ad nauseum that their midfield was awful and it's been awful for a long time. And then he signed three of the best specialist midfielders you can get anywhere. So I'm giving them an A just to fix yeah, in terms here. of fixing their midfield. They rebuilt their midfield and reinforced the defense. And mm-hmm. now their attack is catching fire because they always yes. had decent attackers. Um, just a shame about so, Jordan yeah. Pickford, eh? <laughs> My God, he's so bad. <laughs> it's not even funny he's anymore. So it's so sad. It's so fucking sad. Bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't stress this enough. He's terrible. <laughs> like for somebody with tiny, tiny arms, why does he insist on trying to punch the ball so often? <laughs> that, oh, it's... <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, as you may have picked up from my uh, previous uh, mentions on the podcast, I have been training in goals. And hmm. um, it is one of the things that I don't understand. Like I only, I go to catch whenever I can. Like I'm an Emmy Martinez in that respect. And there are some cases where I've punched it and I've literally just went, oh no, I picked for it. Because <laughs> I don't have great punch strength because it's a new skill to me. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, and then every time I do that, I'm just disappointed in myself for being more like Pickford. I, I can imagine well, every time that make that mistake, them. you look at your hands and they start suddenly shrinking. It's like yeah. <laughs> the, the thing is, that he, he must. The last match I watched him in, he must he must have gone in for a punch at least four times and completely and fucking missed it every single time. I think he made up like something like three yards combined on all four fucking punches. <laughs> like, I think the, if he just left the ball down on the ground, it would have blown forward uh, for a higher distance <laughs> than he managed to punch the fucking ball. So, God, he's terrible. Yeah, yeah. But otherwise, yeah, I think... Everton, yeah. A, I'm like, wow, they've really transformed that team. Yeah, same. Same, yeah. Right, we're going for A's all round. Well done, lads. Uh, about time is our fucking competition, to be honest. But uh, here we are. <laughs> um, Again, um, just give the grade on Fulham. Holy shit. Like, wow, they, Jesus. They, busy, busy boys. In a small fucking army. It's like they planned on invading the Premier League rather than it's, just participating. They do this every single time and it fails every single time. So, like, Anthony Knockhart, they spent, like, they had to make their move permanent. So that's fair enough. 
And then they got midfield reinforcements in Harrison Reed, uh, Mario Lamina, both from Southampton. Reed's a permanent deal. It's about six million or so. Uh, Adam Muller Luckman as a is a really fucking good winger. I like him. He's coming along from Leipzig. Uh, and then all of them are um oh Ruben off his cheek, of course, from Chelsea, who's a is a really, well, really no, good shout. Their only good signings were um Anderson from Leon. Who's now injured? Leon were pillaged this fucking year. Yeah. Um and Scott oh well it's not uh, fucking Yeah, Anderson and sorry, yeah, you mentioned them, Loftus Cheek. Yes. Um Remains to be seen whether or not the, the Manchester City reject will actually come good. Mm. I think uh, Luckman is going to be garbage. I think I think a lot of the players that they've got in are going to be fucking shite. Bar Ariola. Yeah. From Paris Saint-Germain. Mm. But then again, that's alone and they're just not going to get him. Like, they're mm. not going to keep him. So, yeah, yeah, I mean... And also, they got rid of Cyrus Christie, so fuck them. Yeah, that was a weird one. Um, yeah, like a very him. odd one. To me, like the departures are very odd because, like, I would have identified Bettinelli and Moss as two of the better players, and then they're going back to the championship. And here's a weird one as well on loan, just, on loan, on loan, yeah, yeah, like it's ridiculous, like, just yeah, fuckers. But you know, the weird thing yeah. is, uh, Anthony Knockhart, I mentioned because yeah. he was like 12 million, uh, and he's just gone to Nottingham Forest on loan, <laughs> so they so, they've signed them now and not used them. Yeah, it's 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 baffling. Um, ah, doing trying to be cool like Chelsea, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think just Chris Hughton wants the him. The whole farm thing they've got going on is yeah, it's it's good. it's it's spread so much now that Fulham's been like in, absorbed into it as well now. Yeah, so, yeah. no, I give him a D. I'm giving. I'm going for a D as well. Um, their main issue has been a striker to partner Mitrovic, and they haven't even tried to replace him. No. Uh, they've just put all the eggs in his basket again. It failed the first time they're in the Premier League. It's going to fail again. And they just seem to be happy with that, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going, yeah, uh, D minus. Yeah, okay, yeah, no, I agree with that, agree with that. Um, so, yeah, then moving on then to Leeds United, who have had a very fun window. Uh, no major departures, really. They've let go of their uh, veteran, Barry Douglas, who's gone to Blackburn, and one of their uh, squad players, Lawrence Bock to Belgium. But the rivals that got in are pretty serious. Uh, Rodrigo Moreno from Valencia for 30 million euro. Diego Lorente to Real Sociedad uh, for 20 million. Uh, Rafina from Sad Rene, very fucking good winger for about the same number. Helga Costa's move is now permanent. Uh, Ilan Melier, who they're number one, they're somehow their number one goalkeeper, who's even, he's 20 and he's six foot seven, oh, fucking hell, about 6 million. And they've also got some uh, good young players in as well. Joe Gerlhardt, probably the, the pick of the bunch there, and a few from like different youth academies. Robin Cock then uh, as a defensive backup then in Fry- from Freiburg. And then they kept Jack Harrison for another year from Man City. Um, I'm going to give them a B plus uh, for that one. I think they've, they, they've identified what the issues were in the team, which was competition for Bamford, defensive reinforcements, and width. And they fuck me have they got great wingers. Like Adam Rafina to Helder Costa and Jack Harrison and Alioski, who plays at left back because they literally have too many wingers. You know what I mean? And then and just a rake of youngsters who are all learning under the Bielsa tree. This is a great team. I love watching them play and I want them to do better. Yeah. Um so I'm giving them a B plus for that. I think yeah, they're gonna be great. So it'd be an it'd, it'd have upgraded them to an A if they bought Harrison rather than just extended as loan. They might do. They might do next season. All Maybe. going well. Yeah. yeah. When that happens, uh, then C minus for keeping stupid face Bamford. <laughs> bam bam Bamford baby, yeah. Uh, I I love this uh, very unintentional bias here from uh, yeah. Burkbot. You know, Bamfordinho. Yes. 
<laughs> please do not have him as an episode title again. I'm not allowing that. I'm vetoing it. So yeah, that averages out to about a B then for Leeds United. Um, who knows? Bamford might leave next season, but I think Bielsa is actually madly in love with him. So I don't yeah. think it's going to happen. Uh, moving on then to uh, the Leicester City uh, under the tutorship of Brendan Rodgers. Um, so three major arrivals in for big money, which was Wesley Fofana, uh, centre back from Saint Etienne, about 35, 35 million euro. Uh, <laughs> yes, I understand with that reference. Um, Timothy Castian then from Atlanta, who can play pretty much everywhere uh, for 24 million, but traditionally a right back. And then well, uh, underwater as well. Yeah, of course. I'm not, I'm not factoring in the, the water there. Um, density is a serious issue. Uh, and then a very good loan signing from Roma, Schenkis uh, Yinder from, uh, uh, for about 3 million. Um, obviously, the biggest departure has been Ben Chilwell for about 50 million to Chelsea. But they've also let go of some of their, their dead weight, like um, uh, Adrian Silva, who didn't get to open anything. He's gone to Sampdoria. Bartosz Kapuska, same deal. He's gone back to Poland. Uh, George Tom- Thomas, who we saw a bit of last season, he's gone to QPR. Rashid Ghazal, who's meant to be the Mahrez replacement, he's gone to Turkey. Uh, Andy King was released. Uh, Maddie James has gone out on loan to Barnsley. And, oh, uh, and Arsblog's favourite player, uh, Kieran Jewsbury-Hall, is gone to Luton Town today. Mm. So uh, the hall has been relocated. Mm-hmm. Oh, Jewsbury-Hall. Oh, Stop. that's a beautiful player. Um, so, no. uh, <laughs> so how, what grade would you give the good boys? The For getting <laughs> rid of Jewsbury-Hall. A plus. <laughs> <laughs> for finally, for finally putting that to bed. Oh no! Don't say like Neil. No. no. For for making that we never have to mention it again after today. Yeah, A plus. <laughs> but okay. in all seriousness, I give it a B. Um, hmm. Rogers wanted about, I think he wanted like six players or something. Yeah. Like that. He wanted half a team. He got three, but they got wow, they got. One hell of a thing. Fofana is a great fucking sire. Yeah. Yeah. I'd give it a B. Again, again, if they made unders, if under wasn't alone, if under was permanent, it'd be an A. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. I, I, similar, I'd be minus. Okay. Yeah. I think um, that kind of averages out to me because I was going to go B minus myself. Um, I still think they're missing a bit of a, like a deputy to Vardy. I don't think Ian Acho is that type of player. It's very hard to, to, to source a good Vardy replacement, though. So I can understand that. There's, uh, no but, way gonna, there's no way to get it for anything like sane money in this market. Exactly. So I think it's best to kind of wait and see on that one. Um, I do like I do like Castani. I think he's he's done very well. Uh, getting fifty million for Chilwell was fucking great business. Again, uh, Leicester seem to do this every single year. Um, look Pull forward. Chelsea's pants down. Yeah, I, I look forward to them uh, being able to like sell James Madison for the entire like county of Cornwall. Uh, I, next season, um, and yeah. Yuri Tillemans for literally the country of Liechtenstein because I think that's Absolutely. the that's the market now. So yeah, a it's great like deal. Rogers snorting coke with the deeds to heart for sure or something. Like that. <laughs> exactly, he just rolls up the scroll here. Yeah. Here you, here you, outstanding. <laughs> yeah. uh, so moving on then to Liverpool, um, who we've had three, I suppose, like uh, pretty important arrivals. Biggest one being Diogo Jota as our attacking uh, fourth, our fourth attacker, if you like, for about four. I think it averages about forty-five million over five years, so solid deal there. And bargain of the century is what they said in the Bundesliga for Thiago for twenty-two million. Fucking great deal all around. Glad it's over now, so that Liverpool Twitter can finally stop being on fucking fire. And Costa Simicast then arriving as a reserve left back from Olympiacos for thirteen million. Lovely stuff. And uh, we got rid of some good, like, deadweights, in a sense. Uh, Dejan Lovren to Zenit for 12 million. Great money for us again. Uh, we mentioned Lalana already. 
uh, going to Brighton for free. Uh, Rian Brewster was the biggest sale. He's gone to Sheffield for 26 million. Um, we'll see how he gets on. Uh, and then some of our young players are gone. Uh, oh, sorry, Lars Karius has gone to Union Berlin. He's joined by Taiwo Ayuni. He can't, we can't get a work permit for him. He's he, they're both going to Berlin. Um, Shay Ojo's gone alone uh, to Cardiff. He's joined by Harry Wilson, who let, who joined today. Uh, Marco Grujic has gone to Porto on loan, so it's uh, good because I actually would like him. Andy Lonigan is gone, which is a shame because we could have fucking done with him uh, <laughs> last week. Um, Herbie Kane, um, not as good as Harry, unfortunately, but we got good money out of him for Barnsley. And then a few loan deals done today. Ben Woodburn's gone to Blackpool. And Harvey Elliott, our hotshot um, 17-year-old, has gone to Blackburn, which I'm very happy about because uh, that Blackburn side is actually looking really good. And I'm even in this day and age of 2020, I'm shocked to say that. Um, so to judge our own business, like Thiago coming in is a serious deal. Because it, it does suggest like a, a bit of a change in, in procedure about how we do sign players. We've signed someone with actual genuine quality in a midfield that's mostly workmanlike. So it does kind of suggest a change in approach. I, I agree with that. But at the same time, I don't know necessarily know if that's a player that would suit your system. And that's what I'm interested in finding out. Him. Mm. Um, and just like... I, yeah, you got rid of some of your youngsters and your bench players, but uh, I don't know. I wouldn't rate you very high, highly in the transfer market. I think your team was strong enough anyway, and I think depth is what you needed. Like cover yeah. and depth is probably the only thing you could have looked for in this market. Hmm. I don't know whether Tiago, like you're getting them for free, I suppose. So like, by and large, I mean as, as free as someone of of him can be. This is the lowest that, price yeah. you could get him at, you know. Yeah. yeah, like you're practically free, and then yeah. So I I I'm gonna go C minus. Hmm. I was gonna go with a C minus, but then I have to factor in like the sheer amount of cash you've made on selling absolute garbage. Um. <laughs> so, like, it has to be for me like a B B plus. Mm. Like, yeah, that's solely true. on players coming in. It's a C minus. I think not adding any kind of defensive cover is a fucking huge risk. Yes. And one that I think might bite you in the arse. But the fact that you managed to get 24 million, sorry, 27 million for a player who'd never kicked a ball in the league. For I forgot about that because I block it out. You know, and you got mm-hmm. 12 million for fucking Lovren. Yes. Which, I, I thought it was a free transfer initially, but no, we actually did sell, sell him, which yeah, is crazy. Amount of money. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, I just can't believe it. Like, so, on your key, like your comings, your comings in outside of Thiago, which is fucking unbelievable, especially for the price. I don't see, like, I don't see the improvement really. Mm. Um, but on your keys out, on the goings out, holy shit, brilliant. Mm. Yeah, and um, as I said, the the one query I would have had about the team is that we should have got a four centre back. I, I, I'm not uh, Fabinho's great. He's really, really good where he is. But I rather him midfield than defence. So I would I'd have rather got us a four centre back really. But we'll see how it goes. I was going to give him a C plus, um, based off the fact we didn't get us four centre back. But ultimately, like as both of you guys have said, uh, we've done okay. we've done fine. Like I, I think getting Jota in was a big deal as well. We like we needed somebody to to push the front three a bit more. Jota will do that. Like he he sit, he fits in tactically really well. So I can't be I can't be mad about that to be honest. So. Fair enough, yeah. Yeah, so moving on then to Man City. Um, their biggest outlay was Ruben Diaz from Benfica. It's been mostly defensive uh, reinforcements, really. Ruben Diaz for about nearly €70 million. Euro. Nathan Ake for €45 million from Bournemouth. Uh, and then, uh, I suppose your 
Sané replacement, if you like, from Ferran Torres for good money from Valencia, 23 million. And then a few like third party ownership deals, Pablo Moreno, all those type of players. Uh, and Scott Carson is uh, staying at the club for another year. His loan has been extended from Derby. Great stuff. Yeah. Um, Scott Carson. Yeah. Do you not remember Scott Carson? No. No. Clearly. Wow. I mean, Matt City. What? <laughs> I know. Really? It's weird. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's staying there. Uh, the biggest sales have been Leroy Sane and Nicholas Otamendi. Jack Harrison, we mentioned already on loan, uh, and a few other, a lot of other different players. You know, oh, uh, Claudio Bravo was gone to Real Betis, and David Silva's to Real Sociedad. They were both free deals. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. the rest of them were players you never heard of. So, um, I'm not sure how to rate this one, lads, to be honest. Like, the defenders we've got in are certainly defenders. Like, they're, they're players they needed positionally. I just don't know if they are the quality they need. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I, I would know that uh, your man, Ruben. Diaz, yeah. Like, yeah, Ruben Diaz. Um, he's a decent, decent back. Um, um, I, I would be interested to see how he gets on. Um, mm. and based on them selling, getting him, and kind of selling off the likes of Sané and stuff. Um, I'm going to give them a C plus. Yeah, plus. a C plus. They needed a left back, didn't get one. Um, Torres. they needed a right back, Kyle Walker. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, you know Diaz and Ake. I'm a fuck man. Like why Ake? I don't see um, Diaz. Yeah, might come good. It's all really. I'm like I know most transfers are quite speculative, mm-hmm. but this is like holy shit. I'm like yeah. I think they were more focused on getting rid of players than anything else. But, yeah, um, yeah. They still managed. They still managed to spend like what, 140 million. And yeah, it's it's another it's another 110 billion on centre backs that might not actually work, and that's my kind of thing. I they, they feel like gambles to me more than anything else. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, I'm not too sure. Uh, I'll give them a C, and um, more like a wait and see approach about it. You know, um, so we'll wait and see on that one. Uh, moving on then to uh, to to Manchester United, um, who have uh, done some business. I get, I think it's fair to say, um, they've signed Donny Van der Beek for about 40 billion from Ajax. Uh, Edison Cavani was a free deal from PSG. They've extended Odiana Gallo's loan deal from Shanghai. Why? No, 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 no. It's it. It is. You don't need to even list this out because Aaron is on. <laughs> yeah, that's um, <laughs> exactly derailed the entire thing. Okay. But uh, but yeah, um, Alex Tellez as a left back reserve for Porto. That's a good deal for them. In fairness, because any replacement Luke Shaw is a good deal. And they signed a few youngsters, Ahmad Diallo for Atlanta, uh, for Sundo Palestri. Very on top, not people that they no one has ever really heard of. So uh, I'm not sure on that one myself. The biggest sale from them, though, was Chris Smalling going to Roma permanently. Uh, Alexis Sanchez has gone officially. And then lads like Diego Dallo and Andres Pereira gone on loan in Syria. I'm going to be honest, lads. They're, they haven't fixed the problems in this team, which was their defense. And uh, I'm, Cavani might be a good replacement in attack, but defense definitely has been a problem. I'm going to give them a D minus for not fixing their their centre backs. E- problem. Yeah, they I, failed. I'd, say, I'd say I'd say an E as well. Mm-hmm. Like uh, I think out of all of their signings, like they didn't need any of them, and probably only Telez is going to start. Yeah, so, more than likely. I mean, like why bother? Like, like if the Van de Beek deal is just pure bafflement. Mm-hmm. It is a little it bit because no Cavani yeah. makes even less sense. 
Although now that we've said that, he's probably going to score at least forty-five goals. Mm. Yeah, probably. But like, they'll... yeah, yeah. It's kind of they're hoping to like uh, to make a make a like a Zlatan type like move, but this going to end up being like a Falcao move. So it's a, it's a gamble in of itself. But they're signing for free. It's, so to, I guess it's to make up for the fact that none of their men's team are selling any jerseys yet. Their women's team are. <laughs> yeah. Don't say that so loudly. Football Twitter will hear you. Jesus, Lord. <laughs> you're trying to get us cancelled. Um, yeah, I'm going to give them an E. Uh, an e, I think, is a fair shout. Um, moving on then to Newcastle. Uh, good signings from them all around, it has to be said. Callum Wilson for about 22 million from Bournemouth. Jamal Lewis from Norwich for 16 mil. Jeff Hendrick for free. Ryan Fraser for free. Uh, and Mark Gillespie is a backup keeper from Motherwell for free. Uh, major departures, not many. They've kept most of their players. Jack Hobbeck's gone for good from Nottingham Forest. Florian Lejeune, which I was very surprised at. I thought they were one of their better centre-backs. He's gone to Alaves. And some of their backups, like uh, Muto's gone and Freddie Woodman. And Rob Elliott. Ireland's Rob Elliott released back into the wild. And we'll probably see him in the League of Ireland next week. Um, I'm going to be honest. I actually quite... I'm very happy with Newcastle's business. They spent a lot more money than I gave them credit for. So I'm going to give them a B plus. And they did it quite early. Yeah. Yeah, they, even they more so. Yeah. Early, you know, yeah. Uh, like uh, Mike Ashley into a fresh pie. I kind of criticised them for signing like just relegation off cuts <laughs> but uh, now like Fraser's a decent winger Hendricks is going to be useful and Lewis is going to be very good for them I reckon I reckon Lewis is going to light it up yeah and crucially as well locking down say Maximan to a tasty four year deal really good business from Newcastle they did that this week so yeah, really protects his value Yes, uh, I can imagine there's a hefty release clause in that contract because who boy, they're cashing in next year. It's like fucking money to bank all over again. So uh, what about yourselves then? What grades would you give Newcastle? I would give them a C plus. I C plus. C plus, okay. So that bounces there to about a B minus. So yeah, well done, Newcastle. Um, passing grade there. So uh, back then to the overlapping centre-backs, we mentioned their biggest move was Rian Booster. I am very confident he'll catch fire. Um yeah, they've also fixed their goalkeeping issue, which uh, Dean Henderson leaving for Man United. Uh, Aaron Ramsdale is in for twenty million, and they've also got Wes Fathering in from Rangers, so that's that sorted. Uh, Oliver uh, Burke then went came from West Ham as West Brom, sorry, as part of a tra- trade with Callum Wilson, uh, and then they got some youngsters from Derby, Jade Bogle and Max Lowe, two fullbacks, job done. And Ethan and Padu then as their centre back and number six, really good signing, great youngsters actually they've signed up. Uh, and they let go of some of their, their players from like the championship team. Ravel Morrison's gone, lads, I'm afraid to say. He's gone to Den Haag in the Netherlands. Uh, and the rest of the players are just like, they're, they're there. So, uh, Callum Robinson being the major departure. Um, I, I do like Sheffield signings. Um, I do think the Brewster deal perhaps is a bit overpriced, but I'm hoping he will prove his worth at Sheffield. Because I, I honestly do rate Brewster a lot. Um, I'm willing to give them about a C+. Um, I don't know what you guys think about it. I'm not totally sold on Ramsdale myself, which is why I'm kind of giving them a downgrade. But Brewster, I think, is a solid deal, if not a bit overpriced. But uh, uh, I do uh, genuinely think he's going to be good. Yeah, I had C-plus for these guys too. Okay, good, 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 good. Uh, how about yourself, Neil? Would you yeah, agree I, on C-plus? Yeah, I'll go with the C. They didn't need to do more, but they did quite... They did pretty much all they really could. I'm mean, like they're mm-hmm. they're stronger. They they're stronger. They're definitely stronger coming out of the market than they are going into it, which I suppose is the best thing you can kind of ask in such a in these unprecedented times. Yes, <laughs> in uh, the transfer market anyway, which is usually just a festival of 
uncertainty anyway. Exactly, yeah. Uh, moving on then to Southampton, who have been a bit tidy, lads, I have to say. They haven't done much, but they've been effective. Um, biggest move has been Ibrahim Delacchiao from... Theo. <laughs> from, Theo, from Theo, 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 I think Theo To be fair, I was kind of going around the same way. They've re-signed Carl Walker-Peters I, I and Salizu. I finally get to see the link-up between the schlong and Theo. I, to be fair, I've I'm always tra- dreamed of. I'm intrigued to see what Walcott Ings is going to look like because I imagine how Ings is going like, oh, more, more balls into the box. Yes, yes, please. <laughs> Um, they've also got great money for Hoiberg I have to say there was a good sale from them uh, yeah, most of their yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah it's good money for their just general like trash as well like Mayu Yoshida who I'm very surprised by is gone uh, he's gone to Sampdoria for nothing uh, Sofian Buffal was a disaster he's gone to Angers and they've let go of their other goalkeeper Angus Gunn who was responsible for the 9-0 loss at Leicester he's gone to Stoke <laughs> to replace Jack Butland that was done today I like it was just him that's at a fault for that <laughs> no, to, be, to be fair he was very very poor um, Adrian-esque if you will um, yeah I was going to give them a B minus um, for um, I'd go with the C because it all it's firmly dependent on whether or not like if Diallo doesn't improve that midfield they're going to really struggle mm. um, Water Peters looks kind of like a sh- bit of a shrewd deal yes um, but then again like when you're dealing with scores off cuts you never really know what you're going to get that's true too, yeah. yeah. I, I put Salizo in that bracket as well. Like I think like if he catches fire, you'd be looking at going, oh, 12 million is a bargain. But then if it doesn't work out, you're going 12 million wasted. You know, I think that's kind of the risky run now in the market, to be fair. You're bringing in these type of players. But uh, yeah, how would you say, Bert, Bob? We're kind of like, we, we, we kind of got a mixed room here, but what would you, what would, how would you rank uh, Southampton here? Oh, B plus, they brought back field. Okay, Grant. So that, that averages out to about B minus then. Um, <laughs> so nearly at the end of this, lads. Uh, moving on to Spurs, who um, who spent a lot more money than I expected them to be honest. Uh, the Los Celso deal was permanent this year, uh, thirty-two million from Real Betis. Uh, they got Gareth Bale in on loan from Real Madrid. I'm sure they're like spending stupid money for that. Uh, Hoiberg, we mentioned for Southampton. Uh, Joe Hart from Burnley, we also mentioned. Uh, they've signed two fullbacks though, Sergio Reguilón from uh, Real Madrid. And Matt Doherty from Wolves, uh, seventeen million for Matt Doherty, and one of them, one million of them going to Bowles, which makes Neil a very happy camper. Um, very much so. Although yes. it is like quite possibly the most corrupt deal to have ever existed in the entire history of the Premier League. Bah, details, details. Um, Carlos Vinicius then. Really? Um, it's up there with Tevez, really. Tevez Mascherano. Like, nah. Didn't you were there when I said that this is the most Jorge Mendes involved deal ever? He is like literally everybody's yeah. agent in that deal. He's Jose Mourinho's agent. I, He's I know, Doherty's. but <laughs> like it's li- that entire deal was literally him walking in and having a discussion with himself. <laughs> good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. You know, there was literally evening. nobody else to bargain with. What are you doing here, Emery? <laughs> <laughs> I uh, took a wrong turn at Villarreal. Um, I am your uh, they <laughs> <laughs> uh, also signed it back up to Kane which is Carlos Vinicius from Benfica I'm sure Burkbot knows all too well about him uh, mm. and just today then they signed Joe Roden from uh, Swansea for 11 million uh, centre back cover so good deals all round uh, departures wise we mentioned Walker Peters Bertongan going to Benfica for free was a bit of a surprise but I think it was his time uh, Juan Foyt has gone to Villarreal on loan uh, Ryan Sessignon has gone to Hoffenheim on loan uh, and Oliver Skip, um, who's a very Tory-looking player, has got the Norwich on loan as well. 
and Michelle Vaughan has left the club. Um, oof, I, I, I'm going to be controversial here, lads. I do. I think their signings are good. I'm going to give them a B. Yeah, same here. The I think full backs and the defensive midfielder that Jose desires all the time, mm-hmm. no matter who he has. Um, you know, I don't think the Bale thing will work out as well as they're hoping, but I'm still fascinated to see how it'll go. Bale's always he's gonna give them that unpredictability. Like, yes, he comes in and hits a worldy fuck me. Like, I think mm-hmm. Bale's probably been one of the best players I've seen in the last maybe 15, 20 years. Yeah, he's so explosive. Like, um, so brilliant. Yeah, he is. He is. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm going for B on that one. Burkba, have it yourself. Uh, C. C. Okay, so we're gonna go B minus with that then. Um, C. <laughs> um, let's move on then to the last promoter side which is West Brom they've uh, been fairly tidy in the market they haven't gone stupid money They uh, most of their kind of moves have been permanent like loans like Grant D and Ghana Matthias Pereira um, they couldn't uh, get uh, Philip Krof, uh, Krovanovic is back from Benfica for another year um, they've also signed like reinforcements like Cedric Kipre and Branislav Ivanovic from Zenit St. Petersburg we all remember him Uh just today, then we mentioned Callum Robinson as well. Uh, just today, they signed Carlin uh, Grant from Huddersfield for about sixteen million. So that's a striker to to compete with up front. Um, well, I say compete with their main striker is Charlie Austin. So you know he's straight in the team. <laughs> Stone cold, baby. Stone cold. <laughs> Ex- exactly, exactly. Um, Oliver Burke was the main departure. They've let go of Jonathan Lecco from their uh, Birmingham City to rivals Birmingham City. A lot of retirements in the team as well. Chris Brunt has gone. Uh, Ali Al Habsi, remember him, lads? He was in the team. He's gone. Oh, he's yes. retired. Uh, Garrett Barry's uh, retired as well um, and two departures then just today on loan from the championship Kenneth Zahore who was a striker gone to Millwall Kamil Grzycki who was once described as the Polish Messi not sure why uh, he's got to Nottingham Forest so <sighs> it's tough to judge lads I'm going to give them a C- because the players you have in are okay but I don't think that it's not enough to survive in the Premier League you know what I mean like they need to get some kind of like experienced heads in or something that they feel like there was some, something missing out of the team uh, they're they all names that I've never heard of so mm-hmm. like, apart from the Benfica guy but like you know that's going yeah. you know yeah. the opposite yeah. way I get you. so uh, yeah that it's uh, like they needed quality it remains to see whether or not they got that mm-hmm. they really did need a striker I'm going yeah, to go C minus because they've done something different, but I don't know. And it's what I like. It's when a student hands me up a piece of paper and they don't know what their name is, and I don't want to correct it because their name's not on it. So it's like C minus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, it's a fair shout. Yeah, uh, C minus because this C minus, is yeah. really heavily speculative shit. Exactly. Yeah, it's the same with the Hampton. Like they could work and they might not. You know, so that kind of thing. Um, moving on then to West Ham, who's, uh, I suppose, like they've made their major deal today, which was Said Ben Rama from Brentford. It's a loan initially, but they will sign him in the summer for 28 million because uh, he ran out of time today to make it permanent because uh, his medical apparently was inconclusive. Apparently, we don't know if he's a footballer or not. We'll, we may never know. Come back, Bouva. Turns out you're not even fucking human. The answer was love. <laughs> Who's been screwing with this thing? <laughs> Um, they made two moves from uh, for Slavia Prague players. Thomas Sushek, his loan is now permanent. Great signing he is, to be honest. I quite like him. 16 million. And he signed a new fullback in uh, Vladimir Kufal from the same team for 6 million. And uh, Craig Dawson is back in the Premier League. He's on loan from Watford. Uh, we mentioned the uh, the rather uh, controversial sale of Grady Tingana to West Brom. Uh, but they've also made good money on two strikers, that being Albin Ajeti to Celtic and Jordan Hugel to Norwich. Uh, 
And they've got rid of a lot of dead weight lads, I'll be honest. Roberto's gone to Real Valladolid. Good riddance. Uh, Pablo Zabaleta retired today. Uh, Carlos Sanchez and Jack Wilshire re- released as well. And Felipe Anderson, who has been sitting there on 200k a week, has gone to Porto on loan for the rest of the season. Um, I, I have to say I'm impressed with West Ham. They haven't pushed the boat out. They haven't gone stupid. I'm going to give them a B. Um, as, a, as a surprisingly decent window for West Ham. Yeah, it, it did take me a surprise. surprise. Um, just in terms of getting a couple of bits of quality in and getting rid of, mostly because they got rid of a lot of the dead weight. And I love Jack Wilshere, but he was dead weight at the club. Mm, mm, so yeah, I'm going definitely. B-. Or, yeah, B-. minus. B minus, okay. They a lot of centre backs. I think they they needed some serious defensive uh, reinforcement, and so mm-hmm. far they only got exactly. Yeah, yeah, so far, you're right there actually. Yeah. Fall. Um, and Craig Dawson. Yeah, and Craig Dawson. Okay, fair, fair point actually. Fair points. You know, so <laughs> yeah, what they really that... needed was defensive reinforcement, and they mm. didn't really get one. Um, Eat the microphone. You know, Eat the microphone. Exactly. I'm <laughs> not. Yeah, so I mean, oh man, I, I'm C minus, D plus. Ooh, okay. Actually, sorry, I, okay. Yeah, no, I'd go straight up D, just D. Interesting. I, I don't think they've they've not addressed what they really need, unless Sufal turns into be the next fucking Vincent Company. Mm, um, I don't think so, no, because he's traditionally right back. Yeah. <laughs> Odds are that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. So unless, okay. unless he does, like, this has been complete garbage. Mm, indeed, indeed. Um, yeah, we'll give that a C overall then. In that case, of that team, mm-hmm. and I think it, there's there's a reason. This, if you wanted a, a good highlight of why we all think that they're going to go down this season, right? There. That's it. Yeah, no, fair show, fair show. Again, very soft core, much like most of the clubs in the league at, at this minute. Uh, moving on, last but not least, then is the is Wolves. Uh, they're the good ones. Oh Park. my god! Okay. Oh my god! Yes, you just remember they existed. Well I done. literally. I literally thought West Ham was the last team. <laughs> Just think, I like that's, oh, oh, that's terrible. That's embarrassing. Arm yeah, okay. Club. He's um, still there, but they got rid of Jota, and that's yes. all I know about them. And Jimenez is my captain of fantasy football, yeah, so and I'm getting rid of him. Yeah, so, oh, yeah. yeah, to be fair, they made a lot of money this year. This year. Um, Jota, as you mentioned, gone to Liverpool, Hela Costa, a lot of these moves you mentioned already. Uh, I suppose departure-wise, they were very annoyed at Ruben Vinagre going to Olympiacos because they kind of figured him as a first-team player. Uh, and although yeah, so they die from my fantasy fucking football team, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but they've also let go of Morgan Gibbs White to Swansea, which is a very good deal for him because he's 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 hot. He's he's probably, he's quite good. Uh, and Ryan Bennett's joining him at Swansea as well. Uh, he was out along with Leicester. Uh, Rivals-wise, Fabio Silva from Porto, hot shot player. 40 million. Nelson Semedo from Barcelona for 30 mil, one of the few players Barcelona have been able to sell this season. Uh, Kiana Hoover arriving from Liverpool for 10 million, which is a great deal all round. Uh, <laughs> and there's some defensive backup in Marcel from Lyon. Uh, and then two loan signings, red hot, uh, shot, red, shot, red hot fucking youngsters, Bettina and uh, Ryan Aitnori. So just backups to the team. Um, it's hard to judge, lads, I'll be honest, uh, but I'll probably just give them a C. I think there's kind of hold, they've kind of held out, really, more than anything else. I don't think they've like improved or got worse over the over the window. I think they just basically just stayed where they were, if you know what I mean. Um, so I think that they're going to lose Jota a lot, I think, but we'll see yeah, how Silva gets yeah, on. They'll miss, they'll miss him. I think C- minus because they got rid of Jota. Mm, that's, a, that's a fair assessment, yeah. How about yourself, uh, 
Neil? I think B+. Plus. I think Semedo and Silva are going to fucking light it up. All right. All right. So that's uh, that's going to average a C plus overall then. So, uh, so yeah, there are our rankings. So we think uh, disaster for Burnley and Man United. And we think well done Everton and Villa. I think that's, yeah. that's been our, our, our best in show of the transfer window. Yeah. So um, moving on then, we'll finish off our show as we normally do with the hand of cods. And lads, we have uh, some tasty, 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 tasty <laughs> cards for you. Please, Me. please, I you need to tell the story. This is amazing. <laughs> um, I I have not been on social media for a few days, and uh, through no fault of my own, uh, just been a very very busy uh, few days. Mm-hmm. And I'm greeted after my first scroll through Twitter with everybody going insane about Virgin Media UK. And I was like, what is going on here? And what was going on here is that they are promoting, in inverted commas, um, (laughs) women's football by tweeting a copy and pasted tweet to every club in the Barclays FAWSL and the Barclays WSL saying, hi, we're trying to promote women's football who, who are the famous players that we should promote? <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> first of all, that like everyone who follows any sort of football team will see this trend because like if you follow Arsenal, you're going to see that come up. If you follow uh, the, 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 w, the WSL Twitter account, you're going to see this and you're kind of going to go, oh, are they tweeting every club? They can't do that. They, no one in social media who is a social media post at one of these companies would be that mm. stu- oh they are yeah um, but this is this is private messaging like you don't do this uh, like in the fucking public eye not like. only that but like what players do you want us to promote what legends is the club just look them google up. exists yeah <laughs> like they promote their own legends as it is like alex scott like you don't need to even google her she's just everywhere according to twitter sphere anyway mm. um it's just so bad. And maybe it is a PR thing because it's so bad everyone's talking about it. That would um, be left field at best to make your company <laughs> look like tits just for a, for, for a PR stunt. Although, Paddy Carroll, um, in fairness. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that, they're my card of the week just for being so fucking stupid about the promotion of women's football. It's just like, come on, guys, what the fuck? It's yeah. you know, uh, what I did find funny was the Irish promotion twenty by twenty, which mm. is an initiative to get women's football uh, cover uh, on media uh, to be increased twenty percent um, by twenty twenty. Yeah. Uh, that um, they retweeted this kind of going with like you know that kind of sad monkey face. It was just <laughs> like, oh my god, I can't believe they just done this. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just a, 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 a promo poo-poo. And, uh, yeah, women's football and women's sport in general deserves better. Yeah, it's, 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 it's a shame that Virgin Media decided to leave their kind of Twitter account to, like, the intern who someone doesn't know how Twitter works. The one... I feel like this is, like, um, some guy in his 50s who's been let go <laughs> of his banking job for yes. decent exposure and has had to retrain in social media. Oh God, can you imagine? He's a like he's he's probably like a guy who's like been a Virgin Media fitter for years and had a loyalty that kept him on. And it's like, okay, Chris, um we don't have anything for you at the moment, so we're gonna get you to do Twitter. Twitter. <laughs> I know I know that. Yeah, yeah, I, I know that. Yeah, it's like kids are always talking about the Twitter. 
Yes, I, I, quite I, liked, I quite liked one of the tweets about it, which is uh, open up, ask Jeeves, Jeeves, what is a woman and how do they sport? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, the Sophie Lawson. Shout out to Sophie, yeah, Sophie Lawson, Lawson yeah. for that. Yeah. Mm. Oh, no, that was a good one. I have to say, I, I, that gave me a chuckle today now because, uh, yeah, that was that was just funny. It was just the fact that, like, if you did look just, just through the tweets and replies, it is just like literally like systematically copy and paste every single club. <laughs> So you can imagine the guy that was doing that literally just like Googled the WSL and went alphabetically what club was like. He probably did them in like league order. Did he start off with Chelsea and went, yeah. went down to fucking hell? That's impressive. pretty much, yeah. That's talent. That <laughs> is genuine talent to do that. Like that is textbook definition of phoning it in. I love that. I love that. And um, so um, I'll take this opportunity then to discuss uh, what has been, I suppose, the elephant in the room. Not you, Burke, but, um Oh, no, not you. So, uh, I want to talk about Project Big Picture, who, <laughs> which has been doing the headlines literally everywhere. Um, so, to give a bit of a, a brief outline, because as it's been everywhere, you've probably heard about it by now. Essentially, on brief. Yes, I know, because it's a fucking, it's unwieldy. Uh, essentially, the owners of Liverpool and Manchester United, which are John Henry and Joel Glazer, have come up with this blue sky idea to basically save English and supported football. by the EFL chairman Rick Parry, a former Liverpool chairman. Yes, I was going to get to him because he is a he is a bone of contention in of himself. Um, in the grass. He's a fucking rap bastard, is what he is. So, <laughs> yeah. um, so the thing about this is right. The plan, the master plan was to essentially uh, establish a bailout for the English football league to the tune of about two hundred million pounds. And the way they were going to do that was basically restructure the league so much that the TV money that they would have had in the league goes back down to the bottom of the pyramid and floats their way up. So essentially, uh, it starts off with changing the Premier League from a 20-club league to 18. So basically, it's kind of in line with the Bundesliga. So you have two teams that get relegated, and then number three gets into a playoff with three teams in the championship. That's how the league structure will work. The issue with that is then that two teams will have to follow the, prim- the football league completely, which means that they no longer professional outfits, which is, again, a bone of contention of itself. But the whole premise is basically for the greater good. So essentially, this weighs out as a as a bailout for the EF, for the football league, a, a lump sum for the FA to the tune of about $100 million. That's the hell about the FA themselves with financial problems. But it's also and crucially... Well, yeah, exactly. They were they, they had specifically stated that this money was going to promote the women's fo- women's game and the uh, grassroots um, FA system as well. And that's where Virgin Media picked it up and was like, "Hold mm. on, wait, there's a women's yes. football? Oh, women's <laughs> football!" <laughs> Fucking Chris was at it again with the Twitter's, like, you know, <laughs> what is a woman and how do they sport? <laughs> but I think one thing has to be done about the kind of token backhand to the women's league in that it didn't it didn't really go towards supporting women's football but the setting up of a new league mm-hmm. that would be independent of the FA and yeah. the Premier League and I think that really needs to be pointed out because mm-hmm. yeah. when you're independent of the FA and the Premier League you are dependent on the people who set it up yes. which would have been the top the this little cabal you're going to get to Exactly, because like the the actual theory of it was to essentially make up like to basically do like a Premier League two on it, where like Barclays was the major sponsor for the Premier League for years and essentially bankrolled that league until the Premier League like institution took over themselves and became this like ridiculous money spinning factory. So in theory, 
to have that kind of sponsor starting off and then let this kind of take flight by itself. But that was never going to happen because the sponsor could have just pulled the plug at any point. It wasn't like the, the Premier League of old where like it was the only league in town. Now the WSL has more competition, not only from the women's game, but also the men's game. So there's a yeah. much smaller audience share there. But as Neil was talking about the cabal here, this was drafted between Henry Glazier and Rick Parry, who's the EFL chairman, and essentially represents the interests of all the football league clubs in of itself. Now, testimonial-wise, a lot of people in the league quite like Rick Parry because they see him as quite compassionate to the clubs themselves and wants them to be self-sustaining and doing well. The problem with that is that's not what Rick Parry really is at this point because we've seen, we've even spoken speaking countless times with the EFL about how they're not fit for purpose in saving football clubs. They don't have the financial money to be able to say, we can save Bury City or Macclesfield Town, two teams that went out of business in the year. Uh, and in very, and there's genuine concerns that like there's going to be at least 12 to 13 more in the next calendar year. Six of them being in the championship and the championship getting like, a lot of TV money as well from Sky and, and other sources still not been able to balance the books, you know? And again, this goes back into the Project Big Picture because uh, in order to kind of quell that, to fix that, is to basically save football clubs from themselves with salary caps in the Championship League 1 and League 2, which makes which is, it's sensible. They should have been done years ago. Um, but now you have teams like Sunderland and Ipswich and fucking Nottingham Forest and Sheffield Wednesday who've got stupid wages and, they've got no, and they can't fix that problem so essentially the raw asthmatic beasts and the way to be put down uh essentially <laughs> so um the, the reason why it caused so much outroar like one of the reasons obviously is that none of the none of the other league was consult was consulted chelsea uh, bruce book the chelsea chairman was was introduced with basically uh, two or three years after it was drafted so this has been in the working for a long time but now since there's a pandemic and clubs are literally starving for money they've seen this as a chance to unleash this and try and get it to, to be implemented. Uh, then they brought in the likes of Arsenal, Spurs and Man City into the conversation as well. So it is literally the case of the big six. So I've mentioned all the positives of this deal, but the negatives, who boy, the negatives. Negative is literally they want political power. They want control it, of the league is, in a manner of speaking. To go through all the negatives of this deal, we would actually need an entire podcast in itself. Yes. Um, but that is, this is the main one, essentially. They wanted to try and adapt this type of... They wanted to bring this Americanization of the football system, which is what they've exactly always done. What I, this is what I... like. No, I do not want a replica of the NFL in the no. Barclays Premier League. Like no, We're getting to that point. We're very close to that point, but this would literally just be signing the declaration of... Uh, like, like a declaration of independence from the FA... Mm-hmm. As in, you're taking over it, and not nah, capitalism at this level sucks. Yes, so, um, absolutely. Yeah, let, uh, uh, yeah, it would be scary to be a small club, but at the same time, it's also scary to be a relatively medium-sized club. Mm. Um, and the big six, uh, you know, I know Arsenal are part of that, and but I absolutely despise Dan Kroenke, so mm-hmm. I do not support Arsenal's support of this. And yeah, I I feel like football needs a shake up, and it shouldn't come from American capitalist pigs. Absolutely, I, I completely agree with you one hundred percent on this because what I would say was that perhaps they might have the the message might be we're trying to save English football because we really love how it is. We love the ninety two concept of ninety two clubs and all this sort of stuff. It's like you do, but at the same time you want to keep yourselves at the top of that pyramid, and essentially you're justifying this bailout to, to the tune of like crazy money by the way it's a lot of money but the EFL saying yeah but we need more than that 
250 million is nice, but we need double that in a sense, yeah. which is crazy in of itself. It shows you how out of, out of order the whole system is. So in that sense, you have all of this going on. They want to, they want to establish themselves as the top of tip of this iceberg. And then they're happy to just like give all this money that's going from coming from other clubs, not them. Essentially the money's coming from the TV money that two other clubs would have got themselves. So they've essentially not spent anything here. And they're saying, oh, we love the English system, but ultimately it's because they're venture capitalists and this is how they think. This is how they behave. They want to be able to protect their asset and keep themselves on top, but also then cover themselves Covering from... all of it, yeah. Yeah, they're covering themselves from what could have been disaster. Like, like, in a sense, like they're trying to ensure once and for all they'd never get relegated, for example, or any kind of changes made to the league would, have, would benefit them and only them. Uh, yeah. in a sense so yeah like this is where it's kind of coming from they also want to scrap the community shield which i'm in favor for and the efl cup which i'm also in favor for because the fa cup should take priority it's a national cup league cup is redundant when essentially it's the same teams win the same cups every single year give give some people a chance you know what i mean restructure the efl cup so that maybe lower leagues get better seeding or some other shit like that yeah. It's too many games at the minute, um, especially now that UEFA are trying to push through a third European competition, a conference what, league, what? which is like a, a wider intertoto competition. That's Fuck crazy. Off. It's crazy because like you're expecting these clubs now to go 50, 60 games a year, and it's just not going to work. Um, um, yeah, what I would no. say about this, though, it has at least started the conversation about how to fix the EFL because ultimately – while it, I don't think it ever really had a chance of being implemented, it will now like get the Premier League talking. to. They're now at the negotiation table of how to do this. How are they going to give the money to the EFL? They've offered a bail of the 50 million and the clubs have just gone, that is fucking pocket change compared to what we need. And they've even said, we need 250 million to save all clubs in the, in the EFL and to all different like issues as well. Like Some basically can't pay the players because they've got no support and, and they're living off like home wages. But then you've got teams in the championship who are literally uh, like 60 grand per week wages. You know what I mean? So there's two different issues going on and like certain bailouts will fix that, some won't. You know? So it has to be proportionate. Um, but ultimately, I have to submit the big project thing because... Uh, it's given Liverpool and United such a bad name, but it's because of the nature of their owners. You know, not necessarily the clubs trying to like protect their own interests. Because I'm sure most Liverpool fans were like, that's fucking horrible. And, this, and the really sad thing about the whole problem is that the EFL clubs are desperate for this to work. They wanted big, the big picture project to take off because to them, this is their salvation. They don't care about the top of the league. They're, not, they're never going to see the Premier League. They don't care. They just want to survive. You know, and if you're at that point where you're happy to let American venture capitalists rule the roost on football in your own country, just so your team can survive, that says so much about how how everyone has failed you in that football league, from the FA to the EFL to the fucking British government, who have literally like quite like literally like sat on the hard moral high ground and go, I think this project is terrible. And then when the EFL are desperately asking for money to save the clubs, they go, oh, well, we can't do that. You know, no, no, like, no, no deal Brexit's just around the corner. We have to negotiate with Indonesia for rice. You know, we, 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 can't, we can't afford to keep football clubs. You just have to merge as one. You're going to have to be Macclesfield-Hampton Town Athletic. I, I have an idea, though. I have an idea of how we could save the football clubs this season when we have no fans in the door. Uh, pay-for-view football, to speak of capitalism. Uh, Burke, oh, no. uh, what a segue, though. Come that on. Give me props for that. Golf clap, golf clap. My one's going to be pretty fucking short and sweet. 
I can't believe, like, I'm not that angry. This is the one that makes me really angry. I wasn't really that angry about Project Big Picture. It is a disgusting power grab. Yes. But it was just never going to, you kind of looked at the fine, even not even the fine print, Jesus. But when you looked at what it was, it was just never going to go through. Nobody was ever going to fucking agree to that. Well, yeah, it was, it was designed to ruffle feathers and that's about it. Yeah, you know. but it, like, it was three years planning for absolute fuck all. And there's a reason mm. why it was leaked. It wasn't proposed, it was leaked. Yes. Um, Because they were just testing the waters on this and it was absolute garbage. Exactly. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> but one of the things that was voted through on a 90 into one margin, with Leicester being the only team that voted against this, was pay-per-view football. Yay! Oh. That means all of the untelevised matches are going to go onto the box office mm-hmm. uh, channels for BT and Sky. I know. It's so laughable. And absolute <laughs> garbage. So for the low, low price uh, of fourteen ninety-five, you per can, match, by the way, per, per match, per match, per match. Fuck. I mean, it's disgusting. Like, so I think I I kind of went on and worked it out for a Sky Sports package that includes Sky Sports, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> with a Sky Sports Extra app. Yeah, uh, which gets you BT, and also gets you Premier Sports as well, so you can yes. catch all of them. That'll set you back about 140 quid a month. Yeah, fucking hell, that's more than he- most health insurances. Exactly. Yeah. So then to tack on 14.95 uh, per any untelevised games now, kind of won't really affect like Liverpool and Arsenal <laughs> too much because we're. Some of the most televised uh, teams around there, but I think I looked at it the, because they had they put, they, put up a, they put up a list of the untelevised. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. He's, a, she, he's telling the story here and let him finish, let him finish, man. And get I, the I, list I, of untelevised games. <laughs> West Brom have four. Yeah, four West Brom games that they're gonna have to pay fifteen quid for. And yeah, just not gonna pay it. <laughs> no one wants to pay go. that money for it. No, not even the hardened West Brom pay fans. One forty a month for all the bollocks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's just it's gonna drive. It's so laughable. It's gonna drive them to other illegal streams, and it's just it's it's terrible. It's absolutely yeah. horrible. It is. I I agree with Erin about all of this, to be honest, because like. All she like, she is actually like epitomizing everything about this. This is such a laughable thing. But again, this is the sad part because it's just all this has been is a wake up call about how greedy Premier League clubs have to be. Like, if you're if you're a team like Burnley and West Brom and anyone like that, you have to be this greedy to survive. You know, you, like when there's an opportunity to make all this money, you need to, or else you're going to die. Leicester hey, City are luxury. I, I have say... the League of Ireland like pack where you, I paid fifty five quid and I have every single match mm. available to view. Um, and like it is worth it. It is yeah, sure, get, worth get, it. on the Sky Sports package. You can get the entire La Liga season for the tenner. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. Tenner a oh. month. Tenner a month. And and I can legally stream the entire La Liga. So like, mm. it's just. Holy shit! Like, uh, what the thing is? The thing what bugs me about it is that like you can't watch a game now without mm. some fucking turd in a suit, 
shiting on about how, oh, the fans are the lifeblood of the game without the fans were nothing. Blah, 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 blah. Then the instant they get a chance to fucking gouge the eyes out of the fans, those same said fans yeah. that apparently are the lifeblood of the game, they fucking go for it. Fuck it. It's yeah. just, I'm not going to pay it. They can go fuck themselves. Yeah, absolutely. Go and absolutely fuck themselves. This is stupid. I don't understand how this passed. I don't understand how any of them think it's a good idea. Yeah, I don't either. Oh, man, she's so fucking right Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she is so right on that, man. Holy shit. We're right both of that today's Jonathan. Yeah, Yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right, man. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) I I just... I just have no idea how this is gonna, how they thought this is gonna work, and uh, fuck them, no, it's not gonna. Th- and unfortunately, you know what the really shitty thing about it is, the really shitty thing, they're gonna make so much fucking money. They are gonna make loads yeah. of fucking money. Exactly, they're gonna make so yeah, much money right, off man. of it that it's gonna be kept on. This isn't just for the. <laughs> this isn't just for, the this is for like life. Yeah. Much like this. <laughs> this is what this is this is the new baby this is the paper this is the teething problems quite literal teething problems you have with pay-per-view football but like honestly like it's it, it's it's exactly what you said there like it's just it's a desperate cash grab to keep your status quo and that says so much about the premier league right now like again it ties up to the the project big big picture whatever it's called like it's all they're all wrapped up into one because You've got the, the the greed of the Premier League, the incompetency of the FA, and the desperate need to survive from the EFL. Three diametrically opposed forces in football, and not one of them wants to work with each other anymore. You know, yeah. so of course the pay per view football is now passed because literally it's the only option to some clubs. You know, like yeah. like where like Burnley, no one's going to pay good money to watch the Burnley matches now. When you look at it, because their choices are either to watch it at a poor time slot on Sky or BT, or to pay fifteen quid a month a, a, a go. If it was 15 quid a month, I'd say, fine, fair enough. That's a bit more convincing. But 15 quid a piece for a Burnley yeah. match, which could be nil all each time. No, no, not happening. Not happening. What I'd be scared yeah. of is that if they start doing stuff like putting the Merseyside Derby behind the paywall, that would be really fucking bad. Or like, imagine like uh, like the North London Derby or the Manchester Derby. If they start doing that now, that is really, really shitty. Well, because one of the games on the pay-per-view is Arsenal v Leicester. That's still a good game. That's a good game, but I don't. Yeah, you'd want to watch that yourself, you know. So yeah, that's hopefully they don't go that far with it. Maybe it's a case of like the fourth in the billing or some shit like that. But even then, that's a that's a no. That's a dangerous window to be in. So, um, so yeah, I'm not. I was inclined to go with the pay per view football myself. I I strongly, vehemently disagree with uh, that premise myself. And so yeah, Yeah. I go with that. I I'm voting for that as well. Well, I was going to go with. uh, Virgin Media cut. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was like, a close I, second in fairness. The, the project the big project pile of shite, um, I think everyone is kind of, I don't think it's such a bad thing that it's everyone's cut of the week. It's so, dead on the, it was dead on the rival, you know. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. So yeah, um pay for view matches. No nope. it wins cod by <laughs> yeah. losing. Absolutely, 100%. Uh, and if anything, um, I don't know who won that, but we all lost um, with pay-per-view football. So I think, I think I think the baby won. Yeah, I think the baby... I think I think Erin made the most points out of all of us, really. So I think... Absolutely. We're, we're, I think her points were almost... the most so coherent. Hmm. We're ha- yeah. <laughs> we're also happy to announce, by the way, that Erin uh, has signed up to The Athletic as a chief writer for the... Uh, <laughs> 
yeah. FAWSL. So congratulations, Erin. Um, starting off your journalism cred very, very early indeed. Uh, which is she, is a, great she is a fantastic dribbler in her own right. Oh, she is. She is. Yeah. Great, great football prowess. Uh, lovely first touch for a one-year-old. Anyway, um, so, <laughs> not even. Um, so guys, uh, thank you very much for listening to this uh, Liquid Football podcast. Uh, by all means, follow us at Monday Madness LP to keep track of everything that we are doing right now, whether it be podcasts, <laughs> Let's Plays, or streams, whatever that may be. Uh, if you enjoyed this show, by all means, give us a follow on Spotify or wherever you're listening to your podcasts. Uh, we greatly appreciate your support. Uh, we'll be back next week with more of the same, lads, because we've got the Merseyside Derby amongst other games to talk about. Uh, I think Man United Newcastle is up this week as well, which should be a tasty deal for everyone involved. Um, oh. So, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Uh, on behalf of Burkbot, Neil and Aaron. Uh, I can't I've believe enjo- I stayed awake this whole time. <laughs> I'm actually really proud of you, to be honest. Yeah, you're not, you're not the only one that's a little overtired right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's only a competition now to see which one of you will fall asleep first. That's the way I'm seeing this now. I'm already in my baby girl. I mean, onesie. Yes, exactly. Um, thank Christ, this is audio format or else. Uh, anyway, lads, uh, thank you for listening. Uh, we'll see you on, the, on next week's show. Until then, everything you heard, Bye. including the baby screams, was liquid football. We'll see you then. <laughs>